Welcome to Beyond Today. How are we doing today? Great, Rod. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> Hello, crowd. How, how's it, how are we doing out there? Good, good. We have a beautiful crowd here at uh, Beyond Today. Uh, we're going to have lots of questions I see tonight. Uh, my name is Rod Lyman, and I'm the owner of Beyond Today. Uh, to my left here, which you can't see because it's not TV, but this is podcast, that I have Cindy Muby. Hello. Thank you. Yes, I am Cindy Muby. Um, I'm excited to do this podcast with these two beautiful people and the, and the audience out here. Thank you. And over to her left, we have our special guest tonight. He's been named a lot of different things in that, uh, in, in many different worlds and that I've, I've noticed that, but, uh, I just call him friend, but, uh, you guys can call him either Mike or Dr. Mike Hagman. Thank you, Rod. It's a pleasure to be with you tonight. Uh, you know, over the past couple of years, we've known each other. I think it's been a really grow. It's been a growing experience, and so something like this, this new adventure for Beyond Today to create these podcasts, is it's a lot of fun to participate with you in this. Thank you, Mike. I, I, I'm excited about this too. I think I, I barely slept last night. I only got eight hours of sleep because uh, I was so excited about this tonight, and it's it's kind of something exciting. Every time I teach or do something with with uh, Cindy or, or Mike, that I, there's a learning experience to me. Is I always have fun with this, and and this is always a fun type of type of world. Uh, we we were talking earlier. It's like, uh, so what do you want to talk about? I guess the to- topic was supposed to be uh, everything about energy, and uh, um, I think that's kind of exciting that uh, we talk a little bit about energy. Myself and that I'm, I'm a Reiki master um, and teacher, uh, Karuna, Blue Star, and 175 other uh, energy modalities and that. Uh, I've been dubbed as a medical intuitive. Um, I love doing intuitive work and that. I love to watch and see energy. I just love energy. Energy is so fascinating that everything has a different vibration and different energy to it. And it it's awesome to watch and that. Um, what do you think? What do you do, Cindy? I too, um, Reiki master, Blue Star, and Karuna masters. Uh, I do not have 175 other modalities under my belt. However, I do have color therapy under my belt with some tuning forks and sound energy or healing. Um, and so that's what I enjoy doing mostly is working with the these beautiful sacred silks um, while doing energy work. It's um, these colors have each color has its own vibration, and so with that being said, when you place these sacred silks on a body, uh, then and put your energy work on top of that with it, it just uh, really allows the um, healing to um, begin and and not intensify it, but in a sense, sort of like that, it, it just brings it out to allow it to heal um, the area, whether it's emotion, physical, mentally, spiritually, it doesn't matter. It will heal. And that's what my specialty is. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, so I work with Reiki Energy as well, Reiki Master, and Karuna, and Blue Star as well. And I think of how I understand my own life here is to be a teacher, you know, and I think I, I'm a learner and a teacher. And so I, lo- I think I love teaching because I, I, you know, because in the teaching, I get to learn something more deeply. And so throughout my life, I think I started teaching uh, preschool over 30 years ago and have, and have taught preschool, you know, from, and have taught everything from preschool through graduate school and senior adults and uh, high school and 
elementary and middle school and now teach mostly many second career students as they're looking looking into uh, spiritual studies and and thoroughly enjoy it. So this is why I, because I learn more deeply, I said, as I teach. And so what I love about Reiki is that it's a community kind of learning. You know, even if, if working with one-on-one, I don't always approach it saying, well, I'm the master, I'm going to teach you. I said, uh, this is what I've discovered, and this is the pathway that I'm on, and um, I, can, I can light the pathway, you know, a little bit of further ahead of you and say, all right, this is the, what I've experienced and let us learn together. And so every time I teach, whether it's one person or a, cr- or a crowd, uh, that I always, I, I, I get something out of it every time and I learn more deeply and I can apply the kind of energy work we call Reiki uh, then flows into every other aspect of my life. I think I think of Reiki as a home base, you know, that allows me to explore many different types of energy work and healing whether, as Cindy talked about, color and light and sound, uh, or or crystals, you know, many of these I don't I don't focus on specifically, but but I feel like when I'm focused on the home base of, of what I what I understand is Reiki, that that all those other aspects kind of kind of you know they flow in and flow out very easily from that home base for me. So that's where I'm that's kind of my comfort zone. But and I love to kind of reach out beyond that comfort zone and to explore. The great beyond. Well, that's awesome, Mike. I, I love hearing your stories every time I, I, we get together and that. I love hearing where you come from and everything else because you always add something to it. And, and I love that because that's part of us learning and knowing is that when we add something to it each time. Kind of a cool thing. What What are you a doctor of? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it is fun. You know, after 13 years of graduate school, it, it is fun just to be able to say, oh, there, yeah, that is doctor so-and-so. Um, but beyond that, it's, you know, again, that's a lifelong learning. And so I could say that I spent 13 years in graduate school studying actually, uh, Christian theology and the Bible. And so, and I know it's, it seems strange for somebody, you know, kind of working in the metaphysical world, but, uh, my foundation in spirituality really came from uh, my experiences of Christianity. And, uh, I found within that, uh, an opening, a door open to love. And that's the center of all my spirituality, all the energy work. I, I still come back to the sense of there's a loving consciousness in the world. Uh, not For me, not just a, at a consciousness, but a loving consciousness that draws me on a path of mystery and a path of uh, exploration and discovery that I really think, um, that's why I can still appreciate for myself what I learned in, in that Christian tradition and uh, that not only just the deepening of my of my mind, but the deepening of my spirit in all those studies. And now to kind of carry that out, how do I be a bridge builder between worlds and peoples, you know, so that people can feel like, oh, they're well-grounded, but they're going to take the next step to explore. So I, I want to be that, that bridge builder, that, the, that bridge of light that allows us to explore a bigger world, whatever that world may be. Absolutely. That's beautiful, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I can't see you for my physical or anything like that. You're not a doctor that will check me out for my physical. <laughs> Only if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> no, doctor of philosophy. Yes, doctor right. of philosophy, right. there you go. 
<laughs> so that's kind of well, interesting. I'll tell you one quick story. I went to visit a friend of mine in the hospital, and I came dressed in a suit that day. I just had where I was coming from, went to visit the friend in the hospital, and I walked up to the nurse's station and said, I need to see a, a patient who's here. You know, I gave the name. And the nurse looked at me, and she said, okay. And she, she went through, she handed me the man's chart, you know. And I said, no, 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 no. I may be a doctor, but I'm not that kind of doctor. Don't don't show me that chart. I think I think that's against the law. So little anyway. HIPAA rules there. Yeah, HIPAA a... rules. HIPAA rules. Oh yeah, my gosh! So I got a good laugh out of that. that that's that's good though. You should dress in more of a suit more often. That you <laughs> you look quite dapper the way it is the way it is right now. It's like, I love love the dress. How you Thank dressed you, Rod. Up today. Thank you, Rod. That's very nicely dressed. Um, for you that can't see him, that uh, Mike is wearing a very nice uh, jumpsuit. Uh, it's uh, kind of plaid color with. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He polyester looks, suit, yeah, right? So, yeah, polyester he looks jumpsuit. really. He looks really good. That's. Yes, yeah, so, I, I think they called them the zoot suits they used to or something. Yes. Yeah, yes, sorry. they did. Yeah, back, it's the bee's knees. The bee's knees. Yes. Ooh, that was good. We're bee's knees. Back. I love that. So uh, I wanted to share a story with that. We're talking about love because energy is love. I mean, that's what it's all about is is love, 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 and that. And Cindy's got a lot of stuff she wants to share with me, and she's kind of biting at the bits because she has her stories too. But <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but one of the stories I wanted to share is that <clears throat> we were in a dollar store uh, getting some gifts and things like that for because that's what we can afford it beyond today is dollar gifts for our, our clients and, and and other people. Just kidding. Anyway, so we're in the dollar store and that uh, getting some stuff for a party. I think it was ladies' night we were having here at Beyond Today. And it was myself and Rebecca and Cindy. And we're in this beautiful dollar store and that. And there's this poor girl in front of us. She just she was just frantic. And you know? she just kind of bounced around and, and everything else. And she's kind of pulling out her hair a little bit and everything. And I noticed that she didn't have enough money to pay for what she had put on the, you know, on the card, in the card. And um, I, I, she was really frantic about it. She's trying to worry about what she had to put back. And that. So I asked, I says, well, how much do you, do you owe on that? And she says, 50 cents. It's like, 50 cents is all you owe? Oh, oh sure, here. And so I gave her a buck and... And everything else, and she's like, well, "Thank you, Mister," and that, and gave me fifty cents back and everything. Thank you, and I says, she gave me this huge hug, and I was like, "Oh," I just felt for her and that, and my heart went out to her, and it was just, I gave her this huge energy at the same time that she gave me a hug. I just felt it, it just surround us and everything. It was like this beautiful angel wings wrapped around at both of us, and it was just, oh, it was gorgeous and felt good. Well, we kept doing our thing. We didn't even think second about it i mean what did we we didn't even talk about it or anything else then well the next that well that night that evening on my way home i stopped at qt and, and to grab some wa water and for the drive home and that and i'm at qt and i run into that lady again oh my goodness she was so happy she had this big old smile on her face and everything else and everything and, and she says i'm so happy to to see you and she grabbed my hand and everything else and she says I just wanted to tell you that um, after I left um, the dollar store and that she says I got a job she says I didn't have a dime to my name and I didn't have any money and that and as I was leaving beyond uh, leaving the dollar store I ran into somebody that gave me a job 
I, I was like, oh, that's awesome. That, and I was in kind of a hurry and everything else, and I congratulated her and got another hug from her. The next day, I had QT in the morning getting a coffee. Uh, QT's right around the corner from beyond today, so I'm there quite often. And that here's this white charger pulls up, and that sheep comes out of that white charger. She's all dressed up. She looks nice and everything else. There, and I was like, "Hello there." She was, "Well, hi," and I was like, "What is going on here?" And she says, "She says, you know, I told you about my job." She says, "I went there. They asked me to come in, and I went there, and I told them I had no money, and I had to." or a card to get to work, back and forth to work. They gave me a company car and gave me a two-week advance on my check before I even started working. Wow. I says, oh, my gosh. I said, did you, where did you apply for this job? She says, after you gave me that hug, she says, I was just feeling happy that it changed the world. It changed people thinking you know, how I thought about people and that. And she says, I walked outside and next door was Staples. And a man was walking out with a, his hands full and he dropped a bunch of his stuff and that. She says, the old me would have laughed at him and walked by. The new me, after you gave me that hug, she says, I bent over and I started picking the stuff up and I, and I helped him and everything else. And I helped him to his car and I helped him get the stuff to his car. He gave me a ride home, and on the way home, he asked, offered me a job. She says, I make more money than I made last year in two weeks. She didn't tell me what she was doing that, but she was in tears. She couldn't wait to give me my 50 cents back. And I was so happy for her. She bought me a coffee, even. And it made me so excited that, you know, that... That's love. That's pure love that we have within us that we can spread it. And it was just, it was a domino effect, you know. One good deed led to another good deed. And it just changed her idea about humanity and who she was and everything. And, you know, we didn't even give it a second thought because that's who we are. That's what we do every day to, for people. And we never give it a second thought. We never give it another, we never talk about it anymore because we're humbled in that aspect, that this is who we are. So I thought I'd share that, that little beautiful story with you. That was a very beautiful story. What's interesting and, and beautiful about it too is that we're talking about energies um, and love and that hug was an exchange of loving energies and look what it produced. A whole new life for this beautiful woman now. Very good. Yeah, is there any follow-up to that story, Rod? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, last thing was is the reason I want to tell the story in that because this happened what two or three months ago. That um, she stopped in this morning here at Beyond Today, and she picked up some cards and everything else and that, and she wanted to thank us again for just being us and that, and, get, and came for another hug. Um, she looks different now. Her hair's cut. She she has beautiful. She dresses beautiful in that. It's just awesome. She's just she looks beautiful, and it's changed her life. Yeah, I think you know what I hear in that. Besides, you know, that sense of that loving energy that goes out is that one of the things it does is that it shifts consciousness in ways that we didn't. We may not know that we are self-limiting in some way. That we we don't, we don't we we're stuck in our old story that we don't know. Saying, look, oh. Uh, a poverty consciousness, or I don't have the money to do this. I don't have. I I, I could never have that. To all those things, and this, an encounter, you know, that you that you had really opened up. You know that sense of she was able to move beyond her old story, and to move into it. You know, 
she may not have envisioned what was going to happen, but that vision was already working. You know, that sense of that there was something set in motion that was that was bigger than her. You know, but I, I think that's what I love about it is that that loving encounter, an energy exchange, whatever we want to call it, uh, allowed for a new story to begin. You know, absolutely. <clears throat> I believe that too. I think that's uh, one of the one of the best, the beautiful things about this is that. Um, us all being teachers, all three of us up here are being teachers in that we teach Reiki energy work with for people. It changes them on a cellular level. It changes them to a point where they believe that chaos that was inside of them is now without, instead of within. Um, they, they're turning inside out, basically. And they're digging deep to find that compassion for themselves of who they are. That. We we were talking this morning about surface compassion. Everybody here has a surface surface compassion that we have compassion for somebody or something or animals or any living things, but we don't have a deep compassion. The deep compassion is for us, and there is the scale that we carry around is that there's just so much compassion that we give. That deep compassion is for more for us. What's been happening lately, as I notice in, in this world, is that we're now digging deep. And we're finding compassion for ourselves. And on the outside of us, there's not much compassion for many people. We just, they're becoming irritants to us. And we have to be able to spread that compassion that we found deep inside for ourselves and spread it out even further so we have surface compassion along with that deep compassion. And I think that's a lesson that we're all learning right now is to find that way to pull that deep compassion out of us and make it surface compassion also. You know, I, I know that none of us in any way, shape, or form that are mean to anybody or are angry with anybody and, that and, and snap at anybody for any reason that it's the thing is that we're going through something with inside of us, deep inside of us, that creates that compassion, that bubble that's around us. And that we, as we create that bubble in that, we create this inner feeling. And we create the energy around us of who we are, who we believe we are. And we need to expand that bubble and expand that to find that inner compassion so that we can actually share with other people and believe that we understand their, their compassion. So, Rod, what would you, you know, there... You know, what you said there makes me think, of, you know, I had some questions that come up as far as what I thought you were going to say is that it's often much easier to have compassion for other people than for ourselves. And so what, what, I mean, so what if somebody's out there listening saying, yeah, you know, what? I'm good to my neighbors, I'm good to my friends and my family, I have a lot of compassion for my animals, but I don't feel like I have that compassion for myself. What would you say to somebody, how would you, what steps could somebody take to begin to discover that deep compassion that you're talking about? I don't know. I haven't followed that myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I think Cindy should jump in on this yeah, one because because uh -huh. she she's part of that of the understanding of, of finding that deep compassion. Cindy is always known as love. Yeah, to me, that's every time I'm as long as I've known Cindy that she's all about love and compassion, and she does have that deep compassion. That, but I think she has more compassion for everything around her than versus her own self. Sometimes, that is that true. Oh, I would definitely say that that's true. <laughs> I do. I, I, 
want to give and care for so many and um, and share the love and spread the love, the unconditional love. And we have to always remember, though, to take time out for ourselves. You know, we have to jumpstart ourselves and condition ourselves with unconditional love and that compassion that we should have with ourselves. Um, by healing thyself, then you can help heal others as well. And yes, you're right. I need to work on that some more. <laughs> Thank you, Rod. <laughs> you're welcome, dear. Um, part of, uh, and as Mike, Mike, Mike asked, you know, what steps and everything else to take in that, is I think it's just really, it's acknowledging and knowing and seeing. You know, if we snap at somebody and we don't even realize we're doing that, we're not acknowledging or seeing what, where we're at. If we're not even realizing that there's something else going on besides what what is actually going on? I know every time I prepare for myself for a new class or, or, or going to go to a new class, an energy class, and that my body starts preparing itself a week ahead of time before I even start a class. And I've been talking to people that are signed up for the Karuna class for this weekend. They're already going through processes that were. Uh, this one lady says I got zits on my face. Uh, another one says I was angry to my husband. I said, the other one says that I yelled at my cat. You know, people are wondering why they're going through this, and what it is is that Karuna is all about compassion. And I think this is what happened is uh, we do prepare ourselves for change. And I think there is change coming for a lot of different people in that. And I think there's that not just who's here in the crowd and, and, and up here in that that have experienced this. I think there's a lot of people out there that are experiencing this right now is that people are becoming irritants, you know, for other people. We have to be able to expand that compassion to take these steps is that look at yourself of like, okay, Cindy, you're me and I'm you, okay? And we have to look at that self of that. How would I feel if I said this to you and everything? We have to start really looking at ourselves to find that compassion is that I'm really speaking to myself when I say something to Cindy. And it's really realizing and recognizing what we're doing. And I think that's that's what part of our lesson is also too is, is just really realizing where we're at and who we are. Remember, all angels playing these these human body games. You know, it's that's all we're doing. Angels in bodies, going, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's a body. So, and you guys understand, you know, my concept about bodies is that, you know, we design it. We we sat up there and we fought, took the blueprint and said, this is how I want my body to be. Then you find the two parents that are going to make this body the way we want it to be, and then we come down here and we fit it inside this body, and that. Well, we asked for this body. We asked for everything to go on with this body. We asked for everything that, that happens within this body. The spirit is, is mindful and, and beautiful and everything else in that. It just may sometimes doesn't match with the body. And we start fighting that, that chaos. And that's what energy, doing energy work and finding energy and, and actually taking energy classes help us is to start melding taking our place within rightful place within ourselves. So, um, as, as we go on with this, um, taking our rightful place and inside the body. Sorry, we had a little distraction here. A bunch of angels came flying by, uh, you guys couldn't see it. So <laughs> cute. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, so it was beautiful. Um, anything to add to that? Yeah, the kind of the, one of those basic statements that you know we we learn from like universal law, these universal law statements. But it goes along that whole sense of as above, so below, but also as you know, as outside, so within. You know, so as within, so without. And I and I hear that what, I, what that means for me in this moment is when I'm irritated with somebody outside of myself, or I'm angry, or I'm judgmental. That's really about something that's going on within myself, and um, I think that steps towards self-compassion really comes to an awareness of that, oh, look what I'm putting out into the world by judging, you know, judging somebody outside myself, becoming irritable, cranky with the world, that there's really something going on inside myself, and uh, that's important because it's important for me to remember, um, you know, that, and that could be Okay, maybe that's step one, or one of the you know wherever step one is. But that could be a really good important step is to say, ah, for me to recognize at any moment the energy that I'm putting out is also being reflected back. And if it's if I'm stuck in some kind of negativity, then I'm really that's I'm sending all that energy deep within myself as well. So, and so I I can relate to then when you're talking about discovering compassion. This sometimes it's a, a willful discovery. I have to say, look. I'm going to be compassionate to myself and to those people outside of myself because we're all one. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, Very nice. So does energy work help with, with this? Can it help um, heal what's going on inside? Yeah. Great questions, Cindy. <laughs> I, uh, the, for my first thought along those lines is that for me, what, when I first started experiencing Reiki over 25 years ago, uh, was that it did it changed my vibration i didn't know that at the time and what does that mean it changed my vibration is that that uh i don't know if you could look at a thermometer and you could see that you know you could see that oh i'm raising up my you know it's like there's some kind of there's a uh, no wait there's a shift and what it did was i raised my vibration it meant that i've kind of maybe one to ways to talk about light it's like coming out of a shadow into a brighter light and in my body at the level of body there was a, just a brighter light that brought to consciousness um, all those things that needed to change and gave me also the en- the energy and the impetus to change. You know, it's a sense of all those things together. Doing energy work, man, the pers- person who first started doing Reiki on me used to do two to three hour sessions sometimes because I needed it. And it really started shifting my capacities to, you know, to see a bigger world and to understand a bigger story uh, was to that shift in and shift in vibration. And so that's like my first thought when you say, oh, does it, how does energy work help? Yeah, it helps, it helps give me the energy to, and the, the will to bring together my will to change, to realize that I want to change, to help me discover the things that can change and I'd like to change. Yeah, energy work does all that. And then, point of beyond, things like say then, you know, as Rod says, it starts working on a cellular level. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that's there's all kinds of stuff going on. But for me, it helped get help provide me the the energy, you know, the energy to want to change, and the energy to change. Mm-hmm. And maybe some peace within as well. Yes. Yes, and I mean what it, what I what I've always appreciated about it because it pushed me always. Energy work always pushes me to the growing place, and the growing place sometimes isn't comfortable. Uh, but 
it does provide me that safe place to be, home base, whatever we're going to call it, to that foundation to do the exploration I want to do, to do that, to, to, to struggle, to wrestle with angels, I think, you know, mm-hmm. you know that, that concept of uh, I'm, I'm struggling with my divine self, and, uh, and that's the growing place. Yeah, so he's saying, yeah, does it bring peace? Yes, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and it can bring, it can, it can make me aware of the chaos that I create, mm-hmm. and it can just say, you know what, it's a struggle, like, it's an, uh, you know, agonistic struggle. That, uh, the, yeah, the Greek word agone means struggle, like, it, t- it talks about two athletes, it means, like, two athletes are wrestling, that's what the word really meant, it was an athletic competition, agony. Uh, we use it a little differently now, but it just means a good, tough struggle that we grow through. What's good, tough? <laughs> is that good and tough, or is it tough and good? I mean, I, mean, I got a little problem with that. It's like, if it's tough, it's tough. You know, If it's good, it's good. But what's a good, tough? Is that in between? <laughs> Cindy, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, tough. Okay. It's a good, tough. Well... From well, what it would, I mean, if I, if I do explore that, a good tough means, I mean, I could look at struggle and saying I'm defeated by this struggle. You know, it, it wears me down. It takes my energy away. I, I don't know what to do with it. You know, I'm, I'm defeated and I limit myself when I, when I come up to a struggle that I feel like I can't handle. A good tough for me means, yeah, I grow through it. I grow through that struggle. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it comes to one of the – somebody had sent in a question that asking, um, is there a time limit on, on how much energy to give someone? That, that comes up because you said about you were getting them for two hours that, because that's what you really needed. And so somebody had asked uh, in, a, in an email, they said, you know, can I have a question for you. It's like – Well, we could – you know, we could we could look at the handbook and say, the, does the handbook tell us? You know, the Reiki handbook says uh, there's a it's a, a fifty to sixty minute session. I'm just making that up. Uh, it we can look and say that it's really important to do when we're doing energy work to be attuned to what's the highest and best for ourselves, the practitioner, yeah. and for the and for our client. Right. So in those situations, the person working on me intuited. That this is this is what I needed at this time, right? Absolutely. And it wasn't it wasn't giving too much on her part, uh, so she was she was respecting her own boundaries and my my boundaries. Not saying okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix him. You know, she wasn't gonna come in and say I'm gonna fix him with all this extra energy work I'm gonna give him. It was just saying this is what was needed in the moment, right? And so I think that's what we're all required to do is to say yeah to have healthy boundaries as practitioners. And healthy boundaries that people receive, you know, saying, oh, somebody's saying, I'm going to receive exactly what I need in this moment. Absolutely. And I don't need to grasp after the next thing, saying, oh, wait, no, I really need a two-hour session because that's really going to fix me. If the two-hour session was was what, you know, was what worked in that time period, that's great. A 20-minute session, a 10-minute session? You know, all those things are good. So just as long as we're very conscious, we're, uh, as practitioners, paying attention to our own bodies and our needs and uh, not giving beyond what was needed in the moment or appropriate. And, uh, and then as people receiving, just to say, what I received is what I needed today. And it's my responsibility to take the next step for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cindy and I do uh, uh, synchronized healing. <clears throat> and there's sometimes when a client will come in and in 10 minutes, they're done. 
Mm-hmm. You just you don't feel any more energy flow whatsoever. They're just done, and it, they got what they needed at that point. And the thing is, is that you know, it's as a practitioner, as a, a master, and as and teacher, and everything else that you go until you feel you're done. Anyway, right? Energy Reiki goes where it needs to go to. It doesn't, you know, can't pinpoint Reiki. You can't say, okay, I'm going to pinpoint it right to the shoulder. You know, it, it goes where it needs to be, needs to go to. But when you feel that there's no more energy flow in that, in your hands, and you feel that there's nothing left to give and everything else in that, what do you guys do? I'll tell you what I do after. I had an interesting experience last week that uh, through the school where I teach, the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts, that uh, the, we do volunteer work at some of the ho- local hospitals. And so we were at a local hospital, and they were, you know, offering for their staff, they were offering 10-minute uh, kind of energy sessions, you know, for their, it was a staff appreciation day at the hospital. And so we had about five Reiki people show up and some cranial sacral, uh, people who were doing hand massage and reflexology, and and the hospital just had a set up in the main hallway of the of the hospital where everybody's walking by, towards the cafeteria. You know, and it was just this. It was a beautiful setting and everything, but it was very out in the open, and the staff. You know, this was just for staff, and so they were, uh, they were able to just kind of walk up and say, "Okay, what are you guys doing here?" And we were kind of sometimes almost felt like carnies at the car- at, at the circus or whatever <laughs> at the carnival. You know, saying, uh, "Come over here and try some Reiki." And, and they'd walk up and say, well, what is this all about? And, but we, people were very, you know, some people were very willing to explore and to try, but they were given a 10-minute, they, they only had about 10 minutes, and so we kind of had to move them on after that, and we had to just trust that in that 10 minutes they got something that was, you know, to be a benefit. And it's like a little growing edge for me, too, because I want to, you know, somebody's never had Reiki before. I'm like, well, I hope this works. You know, that can I right. get them on the table and just. So I would set up a parameter just to just say, our goal today is that you experience some relaxation, and we think that at in our 10 minute time we have together today that you can experience um, a relaxation and a balancing of your energy in your body so that you'll feel you know uh, energized and grounded for the rest of your day. And maybe I limited that just by saying that, but that was in a sense of I wanted something. I wanted them to be able to identify what were they doing there to, you know, what were they going possi- to, what was the possibility for them receiving in that moment? And I know that full healing can happen in, ten, in a 10 minute time, but uh, it was quite an experience. But to just say, yes, 10 minutes, boom, some magic can happen. <laughs> it's true. Oh, what do I do? If, yes. Oh, I just try to I just try to um, still stay in the moment of course and if ne- if the energy isn't necessarily flowing out then I know at least some love is and so I try to stay in that moment um, you know until the time is up and 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 just kind of have it be that way what do you do Rod <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing you guys do all right so uh I'm just kidding. It's not true. All right. So the thing is, is that uh, we go to Reiki shares. I love Reiki shares. You guys, um, we see the Reiki shares. Do you guys go to Reiki shares? Yep. You guys do? Okay, good. Oh, good, good. So I go to Reiki shares, and when there's like five people on on a person, that the energy goes fast. And you do shut down. The person 
is done with energy, you can feel it. It just stops and that. But like Cindy said, it's not always just the energy. It's the touch also that people love. And so it's it's the loving touch. It's the love that you're giving in that and coming from. It's universal energy. It's not our own love. It's not our own energy that we're given, but the touch is ours. So we can use the facilitate and use our physical body and create and love and send loving energy in that for the rest of the time and that and it's it's good thing to just kind of sit there in your own peace you can meditate or whatever thing else but like you guys all know and what i teach of that is know where your feet are and know where the back door is at all times you know don't get caught up with uh, what their energy is doing and kind of go off with them you know and, and that you you have to know stay grounded at all times with that and but that's that's a good question. I like that question a lot because we get that asked a lot. Is that uh, you know was there a time limit on there? You know, uh, basically it's for the the monetary value of that is like you know it's fifteen minutes hands on or whatever else and that is that you get an hour reiki or whatever. Um, you know, I I did go to a guru guru one time in Florida and that that she actually says you get it until it's done. I'll give you an hour, but I'll get you get it until it's done. And within 15 minutes of that, you know, I, I paid, I think it was $125 I paid for it. In 15 minutes, it was done and it was over with. And I said, thank you very much. That was quite awesome. But it was. It was just, it was. But the thing was is that the physical part of that, there was no love. We didn't feel any love from the physical part. It was all energy love. And it was pure, undaltered, loving energy coming from her and that. Not in the, from the physical part at all. That there's such a boundary there set that the physical and, and the spiritual was so different. So, um, should we talk about fears? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of energy? Well, I, I think that, I think there's a lot of that has to do with fear and energy. And that uh, uh, you want to start the discussion, Mike, on that. Uh, we were kind of talking earlier a little bit about this, but. And that, you know, this comes in at the point of talking about, when we talked about earlier, about growing points. And for me, what I experience is that I, I really know when I'm at a growing point or the possibility of growing points, you know, growing when I'm encountering a lot of fear in my life. Um, and it could be, you know, sometimes it's a fear I, I think that I've dealt with and all of a sudden now I get to deal with it on a new level. And so, um, you know, A, a Course in Miracles you know, a book that's been around about 40 years or more, 40, 50 years now, uh, really talks about there's only one, there's only two choices in life, you know, a choice between love and fear. And fear is an illusion, so really there's only one choice, which is love. And I have to really remind myself of that when I'm in fear, uh, experiencing a fear of something, that I that I realize that I'm, uh, you, know, I'm ch- you know, I'm choosing not to see the loving option, perhaps I could say it that way. And the possibility. And so when I when I experience fear, what I do with it now is say, oh, I'm at a growing point. And to be able to get quiet and say, what's the growing point? And often for me right now what it's about is that I'm uh, – the best way to do is to communicate. Even to communicate – not to dwell in the fear, but to be able to either communicate to myself and those with whom I'm interacting, saying, you know what, I'm experiencing a little fear around this. Maybe it's not – maybe I'm not in the uh, – I'm not communicating clearly I feel like I'm not communicating clearly about something right now. And so to be able to take a breath and say, what do I really want to express? 
And it's usually when I once I face that and say, what do I need to put it? I say, oh, what's what am I expressing? Oh, oh, I really need to say uh, I'm not clear about the parameters of this, and I really need to get some more clarity on this and figure out what my role is. And so then, oh, I got clear about that, and I could put that out there and get some feedback, and then I feel more grounded. But really, for me, fear is about saying there's an opportunity when I recognize it. There's an opportunity for growing, and uh, for me to face those fears means to say I am open to the possibility of change, and for the for the for the new thing, you know one of the things it's you know, Cindy I've only known I've known less for two than less than two years maybe but uh, she and I I think there's I, every, I recognize so much of myself in in Cindy, <laughs> and I think one of the things I I've seen you do Cindy is really face some big fears and I'm so excited about the trip that you took last year where you went off to Switzerland right mm-hmm, you went off to correct. Switzerland how did you what part of that journey, I mean, you were learning of some healing modalities and deepening your understandings of things, but what part of that was, oh, what fears did you have to overcome to make a big leap like that? Uh, the big leap to go to Switzerland? Oh. Well, actually, I went two years in a row. The very first year, um, and thank you for opening that, this up because it's a really kind of an interesting little story. So I, um, a couple, a few years ago, I was considering maybe doing some color, adding color with my energy work. And so I looked into it, um, and I bought a book, and it wasn't really doing anything for me, so I just put it aside. And then a couple years or so later, I was at a um, uh, a gathering or an event, excuse me, uh, with a panel of, of five people. And anyways, long story short, the one uh, panelist, she said... Without even knowing she was telling, you know, talking to me, because it was a, you know, uh, you, you write your question down, but nobody knew what your, you know, who wrote the question down. But anyways, at the very end, this, she said, and do color therapy. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that was, you know, my paper. So anyways, I went home and did a little bit of research, found this beautiful website of this uh, academy, went to Switzerland. So here I am. I'm not the... I'm not a very adventurous kind of person, you know, in a sense. I did. I I went ahead and uh, went. Uh, When I got there, flying, you know, all the way over there by myself, not knowing a soul, um, I landed, and everything was, of course, new to me because, you know, you're in a whole other country, and you're not like in New York, you know, a few miles away, let's just say. You're in a whole other world. So you go, okay, well, I can do this. I can do this. So. I had to take uh, two trains, no, three trains in, in total. But um, after the first one, I stopped at a, a like a mall, and so I had to get a, a phone, uh, an international phone, because my phone they couldn't get it to work here in the states. So I'm at this phone company and I'm buying a phone, and uh, and then she said, well, "What's the address? Because you have to have the address that you know to." SIM card to be connected with. I'm like, well, I don't know. Here's my information. She goes, well, there's no address on here. And I panicked and I felt this rush of fear go through me. Through me. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what if, what if this is one of those scams? Now I'm stuck over here for two weeks, three weeks, you know, in this whole other country. I don't know anybody. So I had this panic and fear and I'm like, okay, no, Cindy, it's okay. Everything's gonna be okay. So she went on the webs, on the webs, or, you know, Google or whatever they did, as she did in, in the internet and she researched, and she found the picture that I had the picture of, of this place that I was going to. It was, it was a place called Kingtal, this little town. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. <laughs> she found where I was going to. I'm like, okay. So she got the address, fixed, you know, took care of all that, grabbed my, you know, three luggages, and we, I got another train. Um, then I had to transfer to another train. And by this time, I am so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so stressed. I'd been up for almost 24 hours and just freaking out, not knowing, you know, anybody where I was at. Blah, blah. Um, I get to the end of my last train and I still had to take a bus up the mountain <laughs> into the Swiss mountains there. So I'm sitting at the bus station and I'm bowed in tears. I can probably just cry right now. Just talking about, I'm just freaking out going, Oh my gosh, how much further? I'm so tired. I'm so drained. I'm so thirsty. I'm so hungry. I'm so everything and, and scared, you know, because, and around the corner was this beautiful monk. And I'm like, okay, I know everything's gonna be okay. I know everything's gonna be okay. And all my fear went away. All my fear went away. And he sat next to me on the bench while we waited for the bus. And the cool thing is, is that he was actually going to the same place I was. So we, even though he didn't speak English, you know, we had a hard time communicating. We still befriended each other. And um, after a couple of weeks, we had our concert, our, our harmonizing concert. And, you know, he danced with me and it was really beautiful. So anyways, my fear was horrible and, but it was okay in the end. I know there's always, there's always a blessing in a fear. Thank you. Beautiful story, Cindy. Thank you. Thank for you. Sharing. <clears throat> I have fears all the time, and but I know I'm a great manifester, so I have to be careful what I fear because I'll manifest it. It's the same thing as that, you know. I I've been behind the microphone many times, as did radio shows and did play to play uh, on on radio and that, and I never have a fear of being behind a microphone. My fear is coughing, burping, and things like that, making body noises while I'm on the behind the microphone. And since, you know, I, I do, I get too choked up a little bit because I start being in fear of that. I'm going, oh, I'm going to do this and that. And I actually start happening to me. You know, I, I'm then the one coughing, you know, that, <clears throat> like now, that, because I fear that. And what I fear so most is what I get the most. And so I have to be careful what I, how I, what I fear. That. So uh, to say it outright to the universe and everything, I, I fear nothing. I enjoy everything. That's who I am. So, um, Zach just reminded me. Zach, by the way, is our producer here. Um, he put this together for us then, and we'd like to thank him for it, his equipment here and that. He reminded me we need to ask some, the questions from the crowd, some questions. Well, we don't have very many questions to ask because we kind of went long today. Uh, this is only an hour segment and that, so. Um, what? It is only an hour segment. So, um, go ahead. Is there any questions that we have in the crowd here, Matt? Hand her the microphone, please. Uh, well, hi, dear. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? Good. I have one question. What yes. if you have someone who is fearful of Reiki? What, how do you approach that person? What do you do? Well, you know, you have to give uh, get consent before you can give Reiki anyway, right? Um, so... Actually, you know, if they're fearful of it, you don't push them. You know, allow them to come to you and that. Just say, okay, it's all right. Um, that's a good question because we get a lot of those questions like that is that the fear of, of it are they can't ask because they're in comatose or whatever. And that. It's like the higher self kicks in then. But just know if they're a fear of it, just let them go, okay? Just give them love. And that's, you guys? 
Um, yes, you do need the consent, of course, but maybe while you're talking to that person, like Rod said, you can just send the loving energies, um, Reiki loving energies without them even knowing. I agree with Rod, just do a little long distance. Um, that would certainly work. Mike? And, you know, if the person were coming to me to ask questions and they said, I have these fears about it, first I acknowledge, I said, well, thanks. I mean, either I do it verbally or just kind of acknowledge on an energetic level and say, well, this person has shown up. They've showed up for, you know, and to ask the question or to say. And so um, if, I wanted, if I want to pursue it, then I say, well, what is that fear based in? You know, what's your understanding? What's your current understanding of what this is? Or, or let me tell you before, you know, but I have to be careful so that, I, that they don't all of a sudden start dwelling in their fear and getting all the fear story out. And I, so I have to really say, is it is this the best thing to ask or do I kind of start kind of coming and saying, what, you know, my, kind of, I come from a place where I say, this is my understanding of, what, of what's going on here. And if you feel like this is something that you can participate in, you know, this is a loving energy coming from a loving consciousness, there's a sense of that we're all, we all participate in, in healing. We have this amazing, every human being's got an amazing healing capacity. And so what we're doing is just doing this consciously. You know, we're, we're inviting, we're inviting that loving consciousness and healing, healing energy to be present. And it knows what to do, you know. And if at any moment you feel uncomfortable, I mean, it's if you want to actually experience this, but if you feel uncomfortable, you just let me know because this can do no harm, you know. And if it's not for you, just breathe deeply and let it go. You know, something like that. I try to, I try to really kind of say what's the to kind of acknowledge what the fear is about, and just let people um, ask their questions and meet them where they are. And uh, you know, I've got family members who would who would not not participate. You know, that doesn't fit with their religious perspective. And I just say, and I just let it go. You know, I have to let it go and just say, you know, God is bigger than Reiki or whatever I call God. The divine consciousness is bigger than that. Uh, and that person will receive the healing that he or she needs and wants and, and makes room for. Absolutely. I, I have to agree with both of you guys. You give very good answers to that, is that um, <clears throat> it is love. But also understand that we're eluding love and putting it out there all, all the time. So just talking to them and just being in the presence of that, we're healing. And just let them know that I, you don't have to let them know that. That's the thing that you don't have to ask. You know, can I love you? You don't have to ask that. And that's a part of that. That is who we are. Is that we are love. We're love with inside of us, and we walk around with total love. Um, be be humble. That's the huge thing. Is that it is what it is. We can't save everybody. My biggest thing that I love to do is give hugs. So it, giving a hug is exchange of energy. You can help heal them by that hug, by helping to cleanse or heal or take away what is, what is hurting within them, you know, but replacing it with love. So with that hug. And so a hug is just as, as good as, you know, doing energy work. So that's Very my good. favorite thing to do. Very good. Um, Zach just uh, told me we have room for one more question. That, uh, yes, ma'am. You're right there. Yes. As energy workers, I'm sure over the years all of you have had an experience of many different people, many different types of energy. 
some good energy, some not so good energy, negative energy. How can you reassure your next client, for example, that the negative energy of a prior client won't come across through you to them as your next client? Energy hygiene? Energy yes, hygiene. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Do you want to jump on? Why, why don't you start first, Ron? I'll, and I'll, I'll ponder the question. Yeah. It's the energy hygiene thing. That's yeah. like. Uh, have we washed our hands, you know, basically? The thing is, is everything's intent, okay? Um, you're, you're set up in intent in that, especially in a busy place like Beyond Today and that, to, we're having clients after clients after clients and that coming, coming through there and that, is we cleanse the room each time. It's like, you know, everything goes with them. Um, it's like we put an invisible garbage can above the door. You walk in, you leave all your garbage at the door. You get in, the place is already set as a clean room, okay? Uh, we had set uh, the stage, basically, that uh, it's no bad, evil or negativity can get in or out or whatever else. And, that. and we have to make sure that the person feels comfortable, okay? So we have to play within their comfortability zone. That We make sacred space, of course, you know, and everything is basically cleansed. Usually every morning it's the place saged and cleansed and everything else and that. But energy hygiene, that, yeah, it's, practicing it is intent. Everything's cleansed before the next client comes in. All, all the old energy that was with that client goes with that client. You know, we don't, we don't take care of their trash. Uh, we do set up trash cans for um, on the floor and that for that what we find that falls off a person or whatever else during that. That, that does get taken away. And that enclosed up and that, but it's just a new cycle each time. That's how I got it. So, so, you know, one of the big fancy words that's coming to mind is, but is transmutation. Uh, so what, what I'm listening to Rod is talking about, you know, uh, kind of this energy residue that comes off of people. It's like energy work does, it's you know, as if we could say that, you know, if we're, if light is going into every cell of the body, if we think on the physical level, those cells can give off the toxins that they're holding on to. You know, whatever it is that the cell that, that uh, yeah, holding on to. On a physical level, it's, it's toxins. And on an energetic level, it can be toxic. You know, you know we, we could think of it about kind of toxic energy coming off of people. That's, but what we want to do in energy work is set the intent that all that energy coming off of people is somehow transmuted. Now, that's a fancy word. All it means is changed, you know, to, tra- uh, to change into something else. And so that's that, that sense of whether I'm working with Reiki and doing it consciously or, on, you know, I haven't – I always want to make sure that I'm doing it at some point consciously is to say whatever's, whatever is that body is giving off, letting go of, is transformed into something that the universe can use for, for good, you know, that it's like that energy can go to a place where it's – if it needs more healing, then it's going to go on to a place where it just needs more, you know, energetic work. Or, or and that and the healing goes on with that person. But to go into a room and to think of that, you know, a burst of light and energy that just transmutes, that changes the energy and the vibration in the room, so that whatever's left over is, you know, if there's something left over from one client to the next, it's to from whether I'm just clinging to myself. Well, part of that too is like. If it's clinging to me, I've allowed that to happen, you know. And so I just have to say, hmm. And usually if that's true, it means that I've moved into rescuing behavior. You know, 
Oh, if, if that's what I when I notice if I'm holding on to somebody else's energy, it has to do with the fact that I think I can I can help I can fix them I can heal them I can rescue somebody, and so I have to be conscious that I'm holding it on to it because I'm I'm trying to take responsibility away from somebody else for them to do their own healing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and I don't it doesn't do me any good, and so I have to let go of it and recognize saying, oh wait, if I'm holding on to somebody's energy. Wait a minute. Ah, my ego got in there somewhere, and I and uh, and and, I'll, and 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 part of the saying, I oh, I thought I could fix. I mean, I tried to fix them instead of just letting the energy do its thing. And so, but part of letting go of that energy for me is to say, I I let go of the responsibility of this person's this person's karma, their their responsibility for their own healing. I've done my part, and I let it go and trust. Is there any way that energies from a prior client can be passed through you to your next client? It, it can if I'm not conscious about it. You know, I think Eckhart Tolle in his book, kind of the, the Power of Now or the New Earth, he talks about this thing called the pain body. It's a way of talking about the energy we hold around us in our, you know, just close to us. We hold on to our pain, somebody else's pain. And if we're not conscious about it, yeah, we can, somebody else can bump up against that. And they're like, you know, okay. yeah, it's, and so I have to, I mean, Rod is really good at this. And Cindy too. I mean, the, 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 when we really consciously have to think through, what can I do to clear somebody else's energy that I'm holding on to? Or even my own. I have to kind of say, Phew. and sometimes that, sometimes I have to do a little shake dance or something. Just shake it off. And, shake uh, it off. Shake it, it off. Whatever it does that help me shift my energy. Um, Cindy, what do you do to help shift, you? I mean, kind of, you know, shift, you know, when you feel like, yeah, there's some less, you know, lower vibrational energy hanging around you. What do you, what do you do? Um, well, I like to do a sage and sage myself, sage the area. I agree. Do a little shaking of the, the stuff to come off of you, you know, sweeping it off of yourself. Um, but always to make sure that before any of this energy work that I, I surround myself with protection and put that boundary up like you spoke about also, Mike. Um, so with that protection around myself and then uh, securing the, the area and blessing it with the sage and whatnot, I feel that that is cleansed and, and with the intent that um, what someone I may have just worked on will only dissipate or they'll take it with them and they'll it'll um lose its way off of that person as well out the door down the road i um anyways sorry i lost my train of thought but saging is good that's what i like to do <laughs> good <laughs> You know, it's it's cutting ties, you know. It's it's that's basically what we do is we cut the ties, we we cut the cords that we are attached to and everything else is but it's also have to know that there's an intent there is that if we're gonna back to the fear thing is that if I walk into the room and I'm fearful I'm gonna pick up from something from somebody else that you are gonna pick something up from somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's the thing is like you walk in the room and it's like nothing's gonna I'm okay. I, I'm I'm good with this and that, and you don't worry about it. It's not going to happen to you, okay? Well, maybe somebody who's already has this preconceived fear, maybe, um, maybe they are maybe they're not ready for energy work. Then, 
What do you think about that? I mean, because you have to go, you have to know within yourself that this is something you're ready for. It was introduced to you. And, uh, you know, to go with it with open arms and embrace what is going to happen and trust in that practitioner. Unless you've been scorned before, I get that. But you have to know um, that walking into that room that you are going to uh, not have to worry about this fear of attachments and just know that this healing is meant for you and what it's for. Um you know, and to put the fear aside. Well, I agree with you. And I think that's, that's for another whole segment here that, uh, we, we talk all night about this, but yeah, I agree with it. There's no fear with this. It just, it's all love. Energy work is love and that's all it is. And just, just everybody knows that. Uh, my name is Rod Lyman. If it's beyond today, uh, we're located at one, one, two, two, three North 28th drive, uh, F one Oh one Phoenix, Arizona, eight, five, 029. Our phone number here at Beyond Today is 602-374-4926. You can reach us on Beyond Today. It's the beyond2day.com. That's our website. Or you can send an email to any of us here at Beyond Today at beyondtodayco at gmail.com. Really like to thank Mike again. Uh, Is there any way that anybody can reach you, Mike? Uh, uh, Or do you don't want to be reached? Or... (laughs) They can reach me through, you know, if they want to contact Beyond Today, they can reach me. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Mike's here quite often that he'll be here this weekend uh, teaching Karuna 1 and 2. Uh, Karuna meaning uh, compassion. Um, it's always great to have Mike here teaching uh, that Karuna class and that. Uh, well, I think Mike, all three of us are teaching, aren't we, this weekend? Oh, I, I'm going to be in Hawaii this weekend. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I guess all three of us will be teaching. Cindy will be at Ladies' Day, Healing Day, on Saturday. Oh, okay. And that's so. And then we have uh, Reiki 1 and 2 coming up in June, June 4th and 5th, actually. And then uh, we also have the Blue Star coming up at the end of June, uh, the 24th, 25th, 26th, and that. So it's it's going to be pretty amazing. Um, we have a lot of great stuff coming up here. Uh, if you ever get a chance, uh, check out Zach Lyman live. He's got some amazing podcasts that he does himself and that. Um, if you ever want to do a podcast, uh, I would contact Zach at Beyond Today also here. Uh, he can help you out. Uh, if you want to sponsor any of our podcasts, uh, you're more than welcome to um, sponsor us. And you take out an ad out in the Beyond Today magazine that's coming out. The summary issue is coming out. Mike, I think we should get a full-page ad from Mike. Uh, on, on This is Mike. <laughs> All right. This is Rod Lyman. I'm going to say goodnight here at Beyond Today to my lovely co-host, Cindy. Yes, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Your questions were very valid. And remember, energy is love. And love is energy. Thank you. Good night, Mike. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, Mike. <laughs> Good night, Grace. <laughs> <laughs>